Time now for one of our favorite topics and segments in the show. It's our Ask the Doctor segment. Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole, wrapping up this portion of Sports Medicine Weekly. Around the corner, we've got Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel with Inside the Clubhouse right after we're done here at 9 a.m. But, Doc, this is always fun. We ask our patients and our listeners to... Go to our website, sportsmedicineweekly.com, and on the homepage underneath the uh, nice picture of Dr. Cole and I, you can click on that link and you can send us questions. All right, question number one. Got a gentleman named Jim, all right, asking you this off of gmail.com. Dr. Cole, received a left total knee revision on September 17, 2018. All right, not that long ago. I started outside therapy six days later. Because I could not get beyond 92 degrees at the six-week mark, you have to explain that, my doctor my doctor suggested I have a MUA. First of all, what is an MUA? Manipulation under anesthesia. Is that self-explanatory? Manipulation. Which means you force the knee while being anesthetized so you don't feel it. Okay. Because he was stiff. He couldn't bend it beyond 90 degrees, more than a right angle. Normally it goes to about 130 or 135 degrees, but he was unable to get it more than 90. So you put him under... And force it. Really? All right, he follows up with this. I am now almost four weeks past the MUA, and I am still at 90 to 92 degrees. Do I have any options left? I am frustrated both physically and emotionally since the MUA. I go five days a week to therapy and give it everything I have. Please help, Dr. Cole. Thanks. Okay, so uh, as a there is a complication after knee surgery and any joint surgery whereby you can get stiff. And in this situation, he had a knee replacement, and he developed stiffness in flexion. In other words, he couldn't bend his knee more than a right angle. And the typical progress after a knee replacement is gradual increases in motion up to being normal. And the first thing is to figure out, is this just a slow recovery? Is it a exuberant or exaggerated post-operative inflammation that is leading to scar formation and inability to move? Or is it a technical issue where the joint, maybe the implant itself is, for example, not positioned properly or not properly sized for that patient or what have you? Those are all things that have to be considered. The most common is one that's sort of inflammatory where there's just a significant amount of post-operative inflammation that leads to the joint getting thickened and stiff. And the, the art of managing a stiff joint after surgery is timing it properly. If it's done in very close proximity to the surgery, there's a lot of biologic activity in that joint, and it may not come back uh, if it's timed poorly or not timed perfectly right. Uh, said another way, the joint has to be biologically quiet enough to stay to respond to the manipulation. So I would want to know, did he get all his motion back at surgery? And then did he just get stiff again, or did the motion not all come back at that manipulation? And the thing that you have to avoid is to not continue to hit it with repeated manipulations or force or stress because it just excites and creates more inflammation. So post-operative anti-inflammatories to reduce inflammation, ice is really important in doing the physical therapy properly where you don't 
um, irritate the knee uh, uh, too much to avoid recurrence of stiffness and so forth. Now, there's a lot of devices that can be used to force flexion, uh, these mechanical devices that your therapist will know about. Um, but in the event that the stiffness comes back or doesn't improve, and you've got to be patient here, it can take three, four months to get your motion back for some people. So that's why going back to the operating room again is often not recommended. You just be very patient in therapy, and oftentimes things quiet down and you can break through the scar tissue and get your motion back. But if it doesn't happen, then sometimes an arthroscopic procedure where we actually release or remove the scar tissue to facilitate motion return can be very beneficial in a patient like this. And I've done that many times in uh, what we call recalcitrant stiffness. Stiffness is just so stubborn that it doesn't go away after a knee replacement. I've never heard of such a thing where you put someone under and you're able to I did you know, it, uh, do the this manipulation. Week for, I did it this week twice for shoulder surgery. Really? Yeah, patients who got stiff after shoulder surgery. Uh, one was uh, rotator cuff that was stiff, which we don't just manipulate. We actually go in surgically and release it, and then we do a gentle manipulation. Another condition called frozen shoulder where you can yeah. manipulate it, but we always – I like to go in first surgically with it through a camera, release the scar tissue so you don't have to do too much force, and then do a gentle manipulation. But we – it's uh, – unfortunately, joints have a propensity or, or they're at risk for getting – scar formation and stiffness after surgery, uh, and it's a very delicate timeline. It's really the art of medicine to manage this. All right. Thanks so much, uh, Jim, for your question. I've got question. another Ask the Doctor. Uh, don't have a name on this one, but you brought up scars. So I'm going to go to question three here, Dr. Cole. How do you manage scars post-surgery? Everyone's always asking about scar tissue, and I've got you know they, they use it as an excuse. Or I know you've touched on that before. You you kind of enlightened us before with what scar tissue is, and yeah, you know. Okay, so look, anytime after surgery, you know, we make an incision at surgery, so that's a very precise uh, situation where um, it minimizes the chance of abnormal scar formation. But scar is, and frankly, is a good thing. F scar is a form of healing. It lays down collagen or what we call fibrous or scar tissue to heal a wound that's Most people created. don't think it's good, though. No. Right? So it depends. Perception? Well, well, people say, well, will I form scar? This situation, I think that what they're referring to, I assume, is the incision, right? I mean, is that what you alluded to when you look at the question? Um, you know, if you make an incision, how do you manage scars post-surgery? Yeah. So they want to know how to manage the incision. So that's a good one, okay. right? <clears throat> we can use your example. I know you recently cut your finger, right? I did. So I'll tell you how we manage that, right? So that was probably with a very sharp thing, piece of glass in your yeah, situation, yeah. right? So, but that's, that's generally, as long as it's a clean incision, can heal beautifully. And the thing... Things to look at, first of all, you know, painful scars can occur uh, and that can happen from damaging nerves and things like that. So that's a different situation from when a surgeon does it than when you did yours traumatically. There's some people who just genetically, for example, those with very dark skin, African-Americans, so forth, can keloid and hyper, what we call hypertrophic scars. They get these really thick, widened scars. That's something that is very difficult to control and often happens to people who, are, who have excessive uh, skin pigmentation. They tend to do that. But <clears throat> immediately after surgery, listen to your physician, listen to your surgeon. Proper wound care is important. I, my patients, we don't put any antibiotics on it. We just leave the incision alone. We keep it covered. I like them to use waterproof dressings. Uh, for when they shower and keep it dry. You don't scrub it. Just let it heal in the first seven to 10 days before sutures are removed, for example. The surgical technique is important. The way the surgeon closes a wound sets the stage for uh, uh, an incision that will heal well. So that is important. There are technical aspects to make it right. Age is another factor. It's not something we can control, but you put a scar in a, in a, in a five-year-old and you put a scar in a 50-year-old, they will heal differently. 
There's lots of salves and ointments and things like that that are out there, and I would caution you to think that there's one single you know, uh, lotion that you can put on, vitamin E and, and different oils and things like that, cocoa butter and so forth. There's really very little to no data that supports that. There are silicone uh, um, uh, sheets that you can put on. Uh, on an incision, if it starts to get raised, that could be very effective. Moisturizer might have some uh, benefit. I tell my patients to use sunscreen for 12 to 18 months because otherwise the scar can darken because the pigment will be different than... Really? Than, sunscreen? Yeah. yeah, so sunscreen on a scar is very important. Uh, massage can actually do a lot to soften a scar. So the therapist will do that and you can do that yourselves. Uh, at a, if situations get really bad, they get out of hand. There are plastic surgeons who specialize on this. You can use lasers to resurface. There's dermabrasion. They can use cortisone injections. You can revise it, redo the scar. That's typically out of my domain. You just hope that you never get to that point. But sometimes those who have really bad, they're bad keloid far, uh, formers where they form those really thick, wide, and raised scars, they sometimes have to go to specialists who manage it. But good wound care, listen to your surgeon. Uh, there's no panacea. There's no ointment to, like vitamin E, things like that, that prevents or corrects the problem. The one thing, the topical that can be effective, as I said, is these are these silicone sheets that you can put on it to keep it flat. Where do you get those? You can get that at a farm. I think, actually, we run a prescription for it. They're, they're, they can be fairly expensive, uh, so you'd like to get insurance to cover it. Wow. Right, back to scar tissue, okay? Yes. That you, Different thing, but yes. What you said was... Well, I said well, you, you enlightened us because most people think scar tissue is bad, you know, um, and you're saying that it could be good, right? Yeah, this situation where you have an incision or a laceration scar is good um, uh, because it, it heals it. But the, the thing that people worry about is will scar tissue form? That's what we were talking about kind of before. The gentleman who got a stiff knee, for example, that was due to excessive scar formation. That would be an example of bad scar formation. All righty, we're out of time. Great stuff. Dr. Cole, once again, you want to be involved uh, in our Ask the Doctor segment, go to our homepage and actually click on the link uh, up above and you'll see contact and you can turn in a question, submit a question for our Ask the Doctor. We're out of time. Any thanks to our producer, Shane Reardon, our coordinating producer, Teresa Ann Seeger. also want to thank David Cole for managing our website and our business operations, as well as Samantha Smith from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. For Dr. Brian Cole, I'm Steve Cashel saying so long, and thanks for listening to Sports Medicine Weekly here on 670 The Score. Up next, Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel. Talk with you again next week. Have a great Saturday, everybody.